Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today is a question from one of you lovely listeners. Now this person is asking me, how to navigate peace with food when you're on holiday, when you're on a city break, or maybe even if you're just going out for a meal with friends when you're in eating disorder recovery. Now I know this is a fantastic question. It's something that so many people struggle with. Holidays can cause intense anxiety and overwhelm when you're worrying about eating out of your routine, maybe in a different place, maybe with different people, and it can feel like a multitude of stresses accumulating which makes everything feel really, really difficult. Now, I remember in my own recovery, when I was in Australia, I was on an amazing gap year on a working holiday visa. So for me, as you know, if you've listened to some of my podcasts before, going to Australia for me was quite an important step in my recovery, like allowing me to get away from home, to come back more to myself, to have time to reflect, to have some distance from a lot of things. And it was a really helpful healing time for me, but also I was continuing to struggle with an eating disorder. It was diluted, I'd say in intensity from how it had been in the past, but I did continue to struggle. So I still was suffering from bulimia. I could be quite overly restrictive sometimes with food and then find myself kind of binge eating in unfamiliar situations, perhaps particularly if I got over hungry, not really been fueling myself adequately, you know, in that restrictive mindset. And I recall feeling extremely uncomfortable and panicking about all of this because often I was staying in like youth hostels, I was around people I didn't really know, I was completely out of my comfort zone. And I remember on one occasion actually being in the middle of the desert and having nowhere to go and purge. And um, when I look back on that, you know, I just think I felt so ashamed that I was struggling, you know, no one around me had any idea what was going on for me but it was a time where I was still sort of you know in that cycle where I found it very hard to regulate my hunger and fullness I could very quickly fall into that all or nothing end up binge eating and then feel very very uncomfortably full and be really sort of panicking about that and when I look back as well I can recognize that, you know, when I was on that amazing trip actually out in the desert, I mean, I have so many like really positive memories of that as well, despite the fact that I was struggling with an eating disorder. Um, you know, it was, a chance, it was a chance to really meet some different people, just see some amazing, beautiful scenery and just do things I would never normally do back in the UK. Anyway, but I was quite out of my routine. There was different foods, you know, we're eating at kind of more irregular times. We were drinking alcohol. I was not being very self-caring about my hunger. You know, probably go for like overly long periods without eating, getting over hungry, then being massively vulnerable to binge eating. And it was very, very challenging. So when I look back to my own experience and reflect on factors that have helped my own situation and also some of my clients to manage sort of holiday eating, eating out of routine, I've put together seven tips to help you manage this. I'm gonna talk through these. So, Number one, implement as much of your home eating with structure and planning as is possible. Now, of course, when you're on holiday, the whole point of it being a holiday is about shaking things up a bit, getting out of your routine, being flexible, 
going with the flow, enjoying all the foods, all those lovely things. However, if you are an eating disorder recovery, it might be a bit too much too soon and potentially overwhelming. So in advance, it is really helpful just to do a bit of planning. You know, have a think about what you might eat for breakfast, lunch, and your snacks. You could even bring some safe snacks with you from home to ensure that you don't get over hungry and that you're not kind of missing those snack opportunities to keep your blood sugar stable, etc. And you might even want to investigate dinner options in advance if you're going to be eating out. Now, I'm not advocating here excruciating menu analysis paralysis and becoming really obsessed over all the different numbers which sadly shouldn't be on the menus which are on the menus which can really get us all tangled up in a knot so that's not gonna be very helpful to become very obsessive and rigid and create more anxiety however it probably is helpful to have some idea of maybe where you might want to eat out you know what kind of restaurants are there maybe you know what kind of food do you like just having some options on your radar so you're not in that situation where you're massively over hungry, traipsing around different places, not finding anything that you can eat or that you like, and then you've almost got so over hungry you can't make a decision, and then it's all just not good. <laughs> okay, and then you're much more likely to, I guess, either not eat enough, you know, and then be over hungry, or just think, I might as well just blow it and then binge eat, and you know, you can just get into all those destructive cycles. Now, of course, when you are on holiday, you may get up later, you may go to bed at different times, you may be with others who have very diverse eating patterns compared to you. So I would just say to you as well, give yourself full permission here to self-care to the max, get in your own recovery lane, and do what you need to do with your regular eating. So do your six eats per day, look after yourself, even if others are missing meals and doing all kinds of weird things with food, okay? Know that you are doing what is right for you, you're looking after yourself, you're really staying in that recovery lane. Also as well, you might find that others are drinking a lot of alcohol, um, you know, doing more kind of erratic eating. I'm not saying as well, don't drink, um, but just be really aware of, what, of the whole kind of, all the different things that can potentially knock you off course. And just think about your own kind of self-care and what's most helpful to you. And view it really as a just supportive act of kindness towards yourself. Okay, if I was going on holiday tomorrow, I'd be very happy about that actually. <laughs> Although I've been recovered from an eating disorder for many, many years, I would still be doing my regular eating. Okay, and even if I was with people that didn't do regular eating, even if I was with people who were doing intermittent fasting, even if I was with people that like just didn't eat all day and then had a massive meal in the evening, I would still do my regular eating because I know that is really self-caring for me. That's how I feel best physically and mentally. Okay, so that was number one. Implement as much of your home eating with structure and planning as is possible. Number two, if you're with others, set some boundaries and ask for what you need. Now, following on from the last point, you may be with others who don't understand eating disorders and don't understand the extra layer of food worries that are constantly wearing around in your mind. Now, the people that you're with, they may really love you, they may be very supportive, you may enjoy spending time with them, but if they tick all those boxes, it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand eating disorders or eating disorder recovery. So that can make things quite challenging. And other people, as I was saying, may eat very differently from you and might not demonstrate self-care around their eating, 
or they may just have a very relaxed relationship with food, okay? So if you're traveling with loved ones and people that you feel emotionally safe with, I would strongly suggest that you tell them what you need to be doing around food. Now, of course, you don't want them like rhinoing you and commenting on your food or pushing you to have snacks or making a great big deal about you eating. However, it is super helpful if people accompanying you know perhaps that you need to have a snack or that if you are eating a snack and no one else is, that actually it would be really helpful if everyone just stays quiet and that they don't comment and put a spotlight on you when you are just trying to do your regular eating and do what you need to do. So it can be really helpful in a way like you don't really probably want them to be saying anything or interfering, but if they understand and they know, they can just quietly be supportive in the background and just kind of, you know, just you almost like know that they know and they've got your back. And that itself can be incredibly, incredibly helpful. And you might need to as well to ask to eat maybe at a certain time. Obviously, you know, when you're on holiday, you're with loved ones, you might want to have some flexibility and consideration for your travel partners as well. Um, but for example, maybe for you, if you're trying to do your regular eating and everyone in the group wants to eat really kind of late in the evening, now this might work for you, it might not, but if you know that, for example, eating really, really late is going to be a big trigger for you in terms of struggling with eating, it might be really helpful just to let the people know in the group and maybe you can just talk about it and, you know, find some kind of solution in a way where you can get your needs met and they can get their needs met too. Just so you're not in that situation where you're maybe like starving, waiting for this meal, and then that kind of really disrupts your eating and activates your eating disorder. So rather than keeping quiet and feeling at the mercy of your travel mates, decisions, you know, speak up and ask what you need. And you can do this in a really kind of kind and respectful way. It doesn't have to be a big kind of drama. And I think it's really important as well that you talk to the people in the group that you feel most accepted, where there's most trust, where you really feel supported. And just knowing in the group that you have people that have your back can be incredibly helpful. So number three, before you go on holiday or away, wherever you're going, get clear about your values associated with this trip. So what do you want to be experiencing? How do you want to be feeling? You know, do you want to experience freedom, pleasure? connection, memories, and then really think about the behaviours that are going to align with this. So what does it really mean to you to really enjoy and step into your holiday experience? You know, does this involve having the spontaneous ice cream when you pass the delicious, you know, ice cream shop in Rome? Or does it mean having the native dish maybe of the place that you're staying in? Does it mean having energy and laughing and enjoying the boat trip rather than feeling cold, hungry and distracted by food as you shiver on the decks? So get clear about what a fulfilling holiday really means to you. What will you be doing? How will you be feeling? And how will you be getting on with those around you? So that can be really, really helpful to think about that before you go because of the values of the eating disorder, you know, maybe just being very rigid, being very over controlling, having to do things perfectly. If the eating disorder values are kind of getting in the way, it might really interfere with your enjoyment of the holiday. But if you can just really think in advance about, okay, what are my values here? What do I want to be experiencing on this holiday? It can help you make that shift 
and step into that more free place, okay? And maybe you're not going to achieve, you know, the true freedom that you would really love to have at some point yet, but it doesn't matter, you know, you're taking baby steps towards it. Number four, visualize a positive outcome. So this leads on a bit from the last point. So when you're reflecting on your ideal holiday experience and considering how you would love to feel, use your imagination to visualize this happening. Because visualization is a powerful tool and you can create positive outcomes and also build confidence through doing this. Because you're almost practicing success in your mind before you go on holiday and then you're simply doing it again in reality. So think about the little details when you do this. Imagine the beautiful fluffy croissant in the Parisian street cafe and you can, you know, you're smiling brightly in the sunshine, you sip your coffee, you enjoy your breakfast, you're laughing with your friends, you know, imagine the little details, okay? Visualization is a very, very powerful tool. It can help you start to build kind of confidence. It can help you step into that place and to feel more empowered because it's almost like you've lived it once already in your mind before you're doing it in reality. Number five, take your coping strategies with you. So as human beings, once we step on a plane or enter a new location, we can often abandon all our usual habits and home comforting strategies. Now I know again, in some ways this is the beauty of a holiday and one of the benefits of getting out of your routine. And it's lovely to have a complete change and to refresh. But in eating disorder recovery, recovery, you probably need your tools and coping strategies alongside you. So it might be things like journaling or going for a daily well-being walk on your own maybe or having a bit of time for yourself or maybe it's connecting with someone back home who really gets you and understands you okay so plan ahead think about how you're going to implement these little self-care strategies daily so you can get what you need because i think sometimes people with eating disorders generally tend to be quite pleasing, quite accommodating. You know, if you're in a large group of people, you might very much kind of go with the flow, kind of get swept along with what the group is doing. And there may be some real benefits to that as well, because you may get kind of like pushed a bit out of your comfort zone. You might challenge things. You might um, experience things that you wouldn't normally experience back home. And actually that exposure is great because it challenges your eating disorder. It challenges your confidence. However, if you don't have a bit of time to reconnect with yourself, to ground yourself, to, to reconnect with yourself, to think about how you're doing, it might all be a bit overwhelming and then you could use the eating disorder as a coping strategy. Whereas if you allow yourself those little bits of self-care where you can check in in whatever way that is helpful for you, you can always kind of ground yourself, realign yourself, remember kind of why you're doing what you're doing, and have a bit of peace as well, you know, if you have found it very sort of stimulating being around everyone, maybe you need to have a bit of quiet time, maybe you need to talk to someone who just understands what's going on for you. All these little things can be really, really helpful. Number six, manage alcohol. So for some of us, alcohol can be a significant and thrilling part of a holiday experience. So I'm not here to tell you how much to drink or not to drink on holiday, <laughs> but it's worth remembering that if you're struggling with an eating disorder, alcohol can hinder or interrupt your recovery process. Now, perhaps particularly if you're prone to binge eating, chewing or spitting, alcohol can add fuel to the burning fire and increase your vulnerability to these behaviors. 
and also the accompanying hangover the next day also increases cravings for more binge type foods which can make things even more challenging. Um, I think another thing as well is what people can do is sometimes be overly restrictive with eating but then use alcohol as a way to kind of fill up on calories and once you start drinking alcohol obviously you lose your inhibitions again you're much more likely to fall into an unhelpful place with food so i would just say to you be mindful of your drinking habits and consider the most self-caring way to manage alcohol whilst you're away okay so that's going to look slightly different for everybody but if it is something that makes you vulnerable and i know for myself alcohol was absolutely tied up in my eating disorder and when i look back on it i don't I wouldn't say that I actually had a problem with alcohol. You know, I was using food much more as the coping strategy, but alcohol would often get very tangled up in it all. Particularly when I was restric restricting, I would use alcohol, yeah, definitely as I was always saying, like as a way to kind of fill up. I'd have really strong cravings for cider back in the day because I wasn't really eating enough. Then I would drink large volumes of alcohol then I'd be so vulnerable to slipping into binging and it would just be such an unhelpful cycle and I would just feel as well so horrible physically in my body and I would feel very self-destructive mentally as well. I felt that kind of whole process of being very self-sabotage with using alcohol, binge eating, it was very, very destructive for self-worth and um, there's so much shame, so much secrecy so again, just have a think about what's the most caring approach for you to manage alcohol. And number seven, touch base with your support network. So you may be on holiday with the people who support you most. And if this is the case, it will naturally make it easier to access support and speak up if you're struggling. But if your support network is back at home, you really might need to think about checking in and having a vent or a debrief. Okay. And just saying things out loud to someone that we trust can be incredibly beneficial and relieving. And it can also help us to reflect on decisions and to recognize if we're going off track. And if you can't speak to someone personally, maybe send a voice note or a message or something. Find a way to connect somehow. Now, I know for me, speaking to someone and just saying things out loud is so, so helpful. You know, I don't want advice from someone. I don't want someone telling me what to do <laughs> but actually if I can just talk to someone about whatever it is that I'm going through and for someone to listen and hear and to get it that for me is incredibly validating and like I was saying as well the voice note thing I find that incredibly helpful as well I know voice notes aren't for everyone you've got to find your own way of communicating in the sort of easiest way possible but I know for myself if I say something out loud and I'm sending a voice note to someone for me, that is a way I still feel very connected with that person, even if they're not able to respond to me that day or even the following day. You know, the fact that I've said it out loud and I know that that other person has heard what I have to say, that is very, very helpful and validating. So have a think about what is the way that helps you feel connected with others. Okay, and I guess there's various different ways that we can connect, connect with people these days. So think about what is most supportive okay so i hope this has given you some thoughts and ideas about managing your food peacefully when you're away from home be kind to yourself don't strive for perfection 
Remember as well that holiday is only a temporary period. You will be back home before you know it, okay? And it's really normal to maybe have a little bit of a wobble or a struggle when you're away and it doesn't, you know, set you back from the overall picture and journey that you are on. Okay, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already on Instagram, do seek me out at the eating disorder therapist underscore. If you are a counsellor, personal trainer, nutritionist or dietitian, anyone working in mental health and you're supporting people with body image issues, you may want to join my course on Zoom on Saturday the 18th of November, 9.30 till 4. Email me at harriet.frew at gmail.com if you're interested. You might also be interested to join my online course, 10 Steps to Intuitive Eating. There is 50% off at the moment. It's usually £99 with the code FREEDOM IS POSSIBLE. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.